Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, bundled up in the studio this morning. It's not there yet, man. We're getting colder. We're getting colder. I got to get him his goose down, his goose down padded coat. You know, this is interesting, too, because it's in the 40s, which right now is cold. About January, February. You're going to be dreaming for 40s. That's warm weather. Oh, I know. I'll be I'll be wearing flip-flops on those days. Uh, you know, it was uh, kind of shaky, kind of shaky start to the week as far as injury goes for the Chiefs, but they did have their first full practice yesterday and got some key guys back on the defensive side of things. Chris Jones and Charvarius Ward are back in there playing, at, at least practicing anyway, and one would have to assume they'll play if they're back at full practice. That's very good news because that will help, certainly, Chris Jones coming back on the defensive line, assuming that he can still or at least still retains some of the level of play that a defensive end at his new position requires. He wasn't doing very well before his wrist injury, but maybe he's come on. He'll certainly get tested by Mr. Henry from the Oh, Tennessee they are Titans. all getting tested. That is uh, some very good news, and indeed, maybe the maybe the Chiefs defense is coming to the fore now. They certainly played a whole lot better against Washington. Who's Washington? They're not very good at all. Tennessee is a better ball club. They're still not without their liabilities, but by the same token, we'll see how the Chiefs play on defense on Sunday. That's going to be a very big deal. I guarantee you they won't be making as many mistakes as Washington did against the Chiefs oh. on Sunday. That is for sure. Now, it's not all good news. There is some bad news in this. Yeah, uh, Anthony Hitchens. Now, Coach Reed is saying he has an elbow contusion, but my, uh, my sources up in Kansas City tell me it's a little bit more than that. He may very likely have a nerve injury in his elbow. Now, you can play with the nerve injury, but it's that's if you can withstand the pain because it's a very painful injury and it's one that usually does require surgery to repair. If that's the case and he's out, he calls their defensive signals and the Chiefs really can't afford to have their leader on defense. They still have uh, Tyran Matthew in the, in the defensive backfield, but up in the linebackers, Hitchens is the guy they rely on. If he's unable to play, that is a setback. And the Chiefs, according to all the reports, were in the hunt for Whitney Merciless. Yep. Whitney Merciless is one of the top pass rushers in all of football. He's playing for the Houston Texans, who aren't going anywhere this year. And they're probably dedicated to a youth movement. So the Texans have said, hey, so long, Whitney. And the Chiefs were thought to be a really prime prospect for him. They're not going to get him. He's signed with the Green Bay Packers. So the fact of the matter remains, they do suffer a bit of a subtraction on defense. However, we'll see how that all works out. It is pro football, and they're... Lots of games still to play. Hopefully those guys calling it when Hitchens weren't wasn't out there have got their stuff together because there's been some confusion. But according to what uh, Coach Reed said yesterday, they're going to kind of split that uh, defensive quarterback role between three guys. So we'll see how that works out. I I have a good feeling. Like I said, last the, the second half of last week left a great taste in my mouth, and I've been trying to keep it in there all week long, and hopefully it can stay there when I see you on Monday. What are you doing, eating Tootsie Rolls? Oh, no, not Tootsie Rolls. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, if that's the only candy left, then uh, yes, of course, I'll take that for sure. But, uh, you know, I'm not – Tootsie Rolls are always the last thing I always really? go for. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're a Tootsie Roll guy? Oh, oh, man. Well, guess what you're getting for Christmas. Uh, a bunch of crackers and Tootsie Rolls, bud, and a bottle of whiskey. 
So tonight, Thursday Night Football, it's going to be an interesting game. you got a uh, kind of battered Denver Broncos team facing the Browns, and the Browns do not have their starting quarterback. No, Baker Mayfield has a shoulder injury. He is out of there. This is the Browns and the Broncos, and when you look back into football history, this really conjures up some great moments back in the late 1980s when Denver came into what was then the Cleveland Browns, or now the Baltimore Ravens, but uh, indeed played a really significant role in teams getting to the playoffs back then and key fumbles and so forth and so on. This is not exactly a renewal of that, but it is the rivalry, and it's the Broncos and the Browns. They play tonight, and it'll be quite fascinating to see how this does play out because Baker Mayfield will not be in there for the Browns, and the Broncos are really battered up. This is interesting, too, because we're not even at the halfway point of the season and we have all injuries. these injuries oh my that goodness, are playing gracious. roles into how teams play. And, and, and not, only, not only are they going out without Baker, they don't have Tubb, they don't have Kareem. So it's, it's, it's already – if you play fantasy football and you're not playing the waiver wire this season, you're screwed. You are. And even if you are playing the waiver wire, you're screwed. The heck with the fantasy football. How about the points break? Yeah, well, man, well, I don't even want to get into that. That's why I play fantasy football. It's 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 a poor man's game. So if yesterday's games are any indication of where things are going, I think we know who's going to be in the World Series, don't you? <laughs> I mean, uh, there was no walk-off uh, ninth inning of uh, – Heartbreaker. These were definitely uh, decided early on. Nine to one and nine to two. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks very much like the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves are headed for the big dance, which would start next week sometime. Not over officially yet. The Braves could end it all tonight up at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles because it's Atlanta that has a three games to one lead over the world champion Los Angeles Dodgers. And Atlanta did it with four home runs last night. Eddie Rosario with the big bat. My goodness sake, it was all, all the Atlanta Braves. And that, in a sense, does surprise me because I thought Los Angeles would emerge in this one, especially after beating San Francisco. American League, I really felt like Houston was the better team, and they're they're proving it. Oh, big yeah. 9-2 win over the Boston Red Sox yesterday at Fenway Park in Boston. And it was, again, another player who very few are familiar with, Jordano Alvarez, who carried the, had four hits for Houston. We saw him play down here with Corpus Christi. Good ball player. And he's really now emerged into a solid player. That Houston team, folks, is very, very good. You might not like him. They may have a little bit of tarnish to their legacy, but they're a pretty doggone good baseball team. And if they do make the World Series and they could win it's it tomorrow night in looking Houston, like it. well, they're they're pretty good. You know, you know how they sometimes uh, TV stations or whatever will show a picture of the country and they'll show you what part of the country is going for what team. I'll tell you right now, if it's Atlanta, Houston. <laughs> And there's going to be a giant red and then a <laughs> tiny little orange circle down there in Texas. <laughs> if that's the way it goes down, who knows? Could Anything could happen. It looks like it right now, but you never know. Anything could happen. So uh, the Missouri Valley rankings for the men's came out yesterday after we had the ladies the day before. Where are the Bears? Ladies, incidentally, it's the Lady Bears who are almost, it's not unanimous, but a very strong choice for number one. In the men, it is Drake, the Drake University Bulldogs out of Des Moines, who are a really, really good basketball team. They were last year, and they've kept almost everybody this year. They did lose one player, and he went to play for KU in that uh, transfer portal that they have. 
Well, if the guy's going from Drake to KU, you knew he was pretty good. Yes. They still are pretty good. So Drake gets the nod as number one. Loyola of Chicago, who will have a new coach this year, is number two. It is Northern Iowa, pick number three. No, wait, Northern Iowa, they weren't much last year. That's because they lost their top player, A.C. Green, lost him to a knee injury early in the year. He is back, reportedly at full strength. He's a load. He's a guard, swing guard forward who can just shoot the daylights out of the basketball. He's a real pain, as a matter of fact, because <laughs> one of these, like, do you remember Jackie Styles when she played? The ball always went in the basket. Does with this kid, too. So uh, they're picked for number three. They'll be a good team, and it's the Bears who will pick number four. And I think that summarizes the Mo Valley in basketball. It's going to be a pretty doggone good league, and anybody, really anybody, can beat anybody else in this competition, like the Bears team. Talk with Dana, Dana Ford, and he seems to think that this is going to be a significant year for them. That's not to say they'll win everything in sight, but gosh, if they could just get into the NCAA tournament for the first time in over 20 years, that would be a big help. Be really nice for everyone, especially after what the uh, football team's been doing for the area, too. So uh, let's expand a little bit. What about the SEC? Well, the SEC is pretty interesting because you have, uh, in the it's the SEC. Who's always number one in the SEC? Of course, Kentucky. So they will be number one this year. That'll be followed by Alabama, of all teams. Alabama is not only good in football, folks, they're really good in basketball, too, and they're coming on. They've decided to make this an altogether all-encompassing sports program down in Tuscaloosa, and they're doing it. Anyway, Alabama's number two. It is the Razorbacks who are picked for number three, and Arkansas will have a very good basketball team this year. Extremely good team. They're picked third. Wait a minute, Ed. You haven't mentioned Mizzou yet. Because Conzo and company are picked for 10th in the SEC. So, yeah, I I can't believe that. I think Missouri will be better than that. But we'll find out. The SEC is a good league. You have great team. Florida is Florida's former national champion, two-time national champs. Uh, South Carolina has been coming on in recent years. Missouri's good. But Kentucky is the Colossus, and they are the number one. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, it's a tough, tough, tough place to be in, not only in football, but also in basketball. <laughs> Ned, you have a wonderful Thursday, and I'll see you tomorrow, sir.